0: Good morning, Living Word. Uh, I'm with you from my home again this Sunday. Uh, Lord willing, uh, we will be with you next Sunday. Uh, We are officially uh, off quarantine tomorrow on Monday. So, uh, but I'm glad to be able to be with you again this morning. Uh, So, um, I hope all of you had a great Thanksgiving. We did. It was obviously smaller than... Years past, and that may have been for a lot of you also, but we still enjoyed the turkey uh, we had uh, green beans we had mac and cheese uh, i'm getting hungry now uh, we still had uh, we still had a wonderful meal and i and i I hope all of you had a wonderful thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for our God is good. thank you for all of you who have been praying for our family and um, who have reached out to us and told us you were thinking about us and praying for us. That means the world to us. And so I will look forward to when I can be preaching uh, to you live next Sunday. And, um, and so uh, thank you again just for all your prayers. Um, we are continuing our series in, uh, in looking at Jesus in the Psalms. And I want to look at today how Jesus calms all our fears. Now I'm going to mention a few words to you this morning. And what is the first thing that comes to your mind? I got some pictures here for you too. What about spiders? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see spiders? Not a big fan of spiders. What about this? What about, what about snakes? I am not a snake person. I am, I do not like snakes. Want nothing to do with snakes. Uh, how about sharks? Is this, what does this bring to your mind? Uh, what about heights? Uh, what do you think when you're up high or you're looking out a skyscraper window uh, and you're looking down 40 stories? What about public speaking? What about when you have to get in front of people and, and speak? Um, this one just, just grips my heart. What about clowns? What does that do for many of you? Um, it's interesting because just the mention of these words, I know sparks just fear, uh, in many of you. And, and listen, I don't, I, I'm going to go back to the snake thing. Cause I know some of you are snake fans. I'm just going to go back. I, I don't care how cute you think snakes are. I don't like them. They're creepy. They're crawly. They simply scare me. Um, it wasn't too long ago. I think a couple months ago, we found a milk snake. In the church, a little one that got caught through the door. And I'm so thankful that Pastor Brandon doesn't mind handling snakes. He's the snake charmer. He doesn't mind doing it. So I'm glad we got Pastor Brandon uh, for that. So um, and, and also, I'm not a fan of heights. I don't know about some of you. I'm just not a fan of heights. When our family went to the Grand Canyon and you're at the edge looking down 3,000 feet, you ever get to the where your knees start shaking and they start start buckling? You know, we have all kinds of fears. What about the fear of the future um, about the what ifs? What, what What's going to go on? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And, you know, you you watch the first five minutes of the news and you get this plethora of things to be fearful about. You know, the headlines are, could your water be killing you? You know, news at 11 or asteroids hurl, hurling towards Earth. Will it miss us? Um there's so many things we can be fearful of. What about the fear of rejection? Um, I won't let people get close to me because I got burned in the past and I don't want to let this happen to me again. What about the fear of failure? What if I mess up or I don't live up to others' expectations of us? What if people disapprove of me or, you you know, they're not going to be accepting of me? I mean, all these fears can truly just paralyze us if we're not careful. And so, what we're doing is we're looking at a series, uh, and we're looking at the book of Psalms and how Jesus fulfills the Psalms and how the Psalms are connected to Jesus. And I, and I, and I want to talk about fear today. How do we deal with our fears? And, and I love that we're looking at the book of Psalms for this reason, because it speaks to our lives. It speaks to the good times, the hard times. It speaks to when life doesn't make sense. The Psalm speaks to our hearts and how we are to live right before God. It gives us really just practical steps on how we're to live before God. We can see the Psalms are basically a hymn book that we can express our praise to God. The Psalm speaks to our fears and how we can put them into proper perspective. So that's what I want to look at today. How, how can Jesus speak to our fears? And I want to look at some of the Psalms and how they speak directly to our fears and how um, we can subdue our fears in Christ Jesus. So Jesus speaks to our fears and gives us the power not to allow our fears to dominate us. Now, listen, it's not wrong to be cautious. Um, Fear is an emotion. We all have it, but sometimes it can overtake us and it can dominate us. To where it paralyzes us. And that's not what Christ wants for us. So, how do we find our security in God in the midst of our world, especially the world that we're living in today? Well, I want to look at Psalms 56 because Psalms 56 answers that question for us. And I want to give you a background to that psalm because it's very rich uh, background in Psalms 56. Let me look at verses 3 and 4 in Psalms 56. It says, When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you and God whose word I praise and God I trust and I'm not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So let me give you a little background of this psalm because this psalm was written by David in a very difficult time of his life. So what's happening here is David is running from King Saul, the leader of Israel at the time. And Saul is very jealous of David. And so David is um, he's trying to obey God. The prophet Samuel has anointed him to be the next king, but David needs to be submissive and wait on God's timing, in order for that to happen. So at this point, King Saul, who is the leader of Israel, is not listening to the Lord, and he's allowing jealousy to overtake him. And I want you to listen to the prophet Samuel's word to King Saul because it speaks volumes to the heart of Saul, and it, it will kind of give give us a better background to Psalm 56. Because David is basically running for his life and he's trying to obey the Lord. He's trying to submit to the king of Israel at that point, King Saul. But King Saul has just uh, turned away from the Lord. And I want you to see what Samuel says here in 1 Samuel 15, 22. It says, but Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. And so this is what's happening to Saul. He He's not listening to the Lord. He's not obeying the Lord. And this is what the people were saying about uh, Saul and David. And this was what created even more jealousy within King Saul. People were saying that Saul had struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands. And so the saying basically got around and everybody was tweeting it. <laughs> they were reposting it. That, that David has killed so much more than Saul. And David, So David had this reputation as this great warrior. And Saul was a good warrior, but he was inferior to David. And so obviously this did not sit well with Saul. And so what happens is David flees from Saul into the enemy's territory, thinking he would not be recognized. So as he's being chased... This is the background of Psalm 56. David is being chased. He's thinking that running into the enemy's territory is going to be a good idea. So the problem was David wasn't thinking this all the way through. For the reason is he's running in fear. Now, have you ever done something that you didn't think all the way through? How many knuckle-brain things did you do <laughs> as a kid that you didn't think all the way through? I can remember a story. I had a dirt bike when I was a teenager and my grandparents had property. Uh, in Bristol, in the Bristol Hills, uh, just uh, north of Naples. And uh, my cousin, uh, his my uncle would restore TR6s, beautiful cars. So uh, my cousin had one and he had it up there at the time. So my speedometer didn't work on my dirt bike. So I said, let's see how fast we can go down the churn road. Great idea, right? You, this is going to end well. So he a convertible TR6. We're going down a dirt road. I'm next to him. He goes, we're going 55. I'm like, yeah. The problem is we're coming to a curve on the dirt road. Now, how many know that usually four wheels are better than two when you're going on a curve, especially on a dirt road? Well, let's just say my cousin made the turn. I kept going straight. <laughs> I was skidding and I went into a ditch. I flew off the uh, the motorcycle. And um, luckily I was, I was wearing a helmet. I know that makes a lot of sense to you now. I know, I know. <laughs> so I felt my head hit hit like a tree. And I'm laying there, am I dead, am I dead? But I was okay. And my cousin gets out and he runs, Bart, are you okay, are you okay? And I said, I'm fine. I got up, we, you know, every, we're all fine. Every, the bike was a little beat up a little bit, but we're all fine. Uh, but that was something that I didn't think all the way through. It was not a smart thing to do. And uh, so what happened in, in through that situation is uh, basically I didn't think it all the way through and I found myself in a ditch. And uh, how many of us have done that? You'd make dumb decisions and next thing you know, you find yourself in a ditch. So here's David. He's fleeing from Saul and finds himself in the same hometown as Goliath. He's running from Saul, and now he finds himself in the same hometown as Goliath. What in the world was David thinking? So David basically wanted to be an anonymous mercenary for them, and, uh, but David couldn't hide his identity from them. Uh, they, the jig was up. They knew who he was, and now David's in trouble. And so they said, aren't you the guy? That everybody tweets about. Aren't, aren't you that mighty warrior? Didn't 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 that go viral on YouTube? <laughs> they say that you've struck down tens of thousands. And so what happens is they capture they capture David, and David, in his fear, pretends to be insane so that they would let him go. Now, God protected him. Praise the Lord for that. God protected him, and the king let him go. And from there. David hides in this cave called Adullam. And even David acting the way he did, acting insane, um, it was through that that he reached out to God in his fear. He knew that he had nowhere else to turn. And so, what David, what David did uh, was very important. So, the question I want to ask you is what did David do to help him with his fear? So he's in a bad place right now. He's running in fear. He's, he, he's run from one set of enemies, and now he's still running from Saul. But what did David do that helped him with his fear? Well, David admitted that he was afraid. David admitted he was afraid, that life was overwhelming to him, and he reached out to God. Now, I know this is hard for some of us to admit when, when we're fearful, Um, But this was a good thing because it caused David to reach out to God. You see, David admitted that he was afraid. Now, this is the same guy who killed a lion, who killed a bear, who killed Goliath. He was this highly successful captain in Israel's army, which brought jealousy to Saul, uh, the first king of Israel. David was anointed by the prophet Samuel to be the next king of Israel. And now he's running for his life and he's afraid. You would think, well, David in his pride is not going to admit that he's fearful. He's, he's, I mean, he killed Goliath. He's killed a bear. He's killed a lion. He's not going to admit that he was afraid. But listen, David in his heart knew that his only help could come from the Lord. So David was wise in admitting his fear, yet he knew what to do when fear gripped his heart. And so David understood this very, very important thing. And this is for all of us because there are going to be times in our life where we're going to feel overwhelmed. We're not going to know what the answers are, even in times when we make wrong decisions because we walked in fear and not wisdom. David understood he couldn't do it himself. Here's an important point I want you to see this morning. Listen to me. Listen to me. David didn't rely on his past victories for his present deliverance. So what do I mean by that? David could have easily said, hey, I defeated, you know, Goliath. I, I killed a lion. I killed a, a bear. And he could, he could have started getting a little self-reliant, a little cocky, right? Thinking that he could do it on his own. But he didn't rely on his past victories for his, his present deliverance. He knew that he had to rely on the Lord each and every day, that this new set of circumstances of him running from Saul knew that he, he was going to have to rely on the Lord for his deliverance at this, at this, at this time and not uh, his past victories. He, he couldn't rely on himself, uh, and, and pride can easily well up in our hearts to say, well, I can do this again. And and I created this victory. David knew better not to do that. So he didn't take God's deliverance for granted and and tried to do this in his own strength. He was utterly dependent on God for his salvation. So we understand that David wasn't perfect. Even with all the blunders in his life, God still protected him. So let's understand the situation. I I want us to be clear on what's going on in this situation um, David is compl- is at the complete mercy of his captors. And even, you know, even with all of this, he knew, listen, God's going to have to be my salvation. God's going to be the one that's going to have to save me. Um, and so he was at the complete mercy of his captors. And have you ever felt like you were in the same predicament or the same situation? Uh, maybe you made a bad decision and you found yourself on a wrong road, found yourself in a ditch um, what does David do? Here's the important thing that we can learn from this. And that's what I love about looking at the life of David. What can what, what does David do? Well, he calls out to God for mercy, even when he made a mistake. I love that. He calls out to God for mercy, even when he made a mistake. Look at Psalm 56, one at the beginning of the Psalm. He says, Oh God, have mercy on me for people are hounding me. My foes attack me all day long. David called out for God's mercy. You see, David is in a place in his life where his only hope is God. So whatever happens, David knows one thing, that God would be with him. So David's confidence is in God and not man. In God, David wasn't afraid. He could say with confidence, what can man do to me. Now, here's the thing. Here's where I want to connect the Psalms to Christ. These very words are fulfillment in Christ. Matthew 10, 28, Jesus says, do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. You see, when we are in Christ Jesus, our fears actually become flipped. So so what do I mean by that? When we are in Christ Jesus, we are ultimately safe in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. It doesn't matter what man can do to us. Our ultimate security is in Christ Jesus. That's why David could say, what can mere morals do to me? My hope is in God. My trust is in the Lord. My strength is in him. He's sovereign. He's ultimately in control. And so when we call out to Christ for our deliverance, He comes to us and he saves us. He wants to come to us and he wants us to cast all our cares upon him because he cares for us. So that doesn't mean we're never going to have a fear in our life. That doesn't mean that we're never going to struggle in our lives. That doesn't mean that um, we're we're never going to make another bad decision in our life. But here's the thing Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to call out to him for our deliverance. Jesus ultimately came to defeat the works of the enemy. Jesus ultimately came to seek and save that which was lost. We are no longer in the grips of the enemy when we are in Christ Jesus. And so I want you to find your hope and your security in Christ Jesus, knowing that he is with you. And so, I don't know, maybe, um, you know, this whole, you know, with COVID and everything else going on in our world, uh, maybe um, it's fear has kind of gripped your heart of the what-ifs. What I want you to do is I want you to take that fear, and I want you to lay it at at the feet of Christ Jesus. Allow Christ in his mercy and his grace to fill your heart again, knowing that he is ultimately in control. And so that's where we can find our strength, our grace, our peace in knowing that Jesus is with us and he's for us. See, we ultimately, let's just call for what it is. Let's call for what it is. Ultimately, we are safe in Christ no matter what happens. I want you to know that today. You are safe in Christ Jesus no matter what happens. And knowing that calms our fears. That doesn't mean we're not going to have a struggle tomorrow or next week, or there's not going to be something that may come along that's going to that's going to shake our world. Let's listen, let listen, look, look at all the challenges David had to face: Goliath, the lion, the bear, King Saul, the different enemies. And over and over again, what we see David doing is calling out to God for His deliverance. So this psalm ultimately is fulfilled in Christ Jesus, who ultimately came to defeat the enemy for us. And so we don't have to worry about what man can do to us or what may happen in this world. At the end, we get Jesus. We do. We get him. And so my prayer for you today is that you would find your hope in Christ Jesus today. And so um, I'm looking forward to the next couple messages. We're going to be diving into the scriptures and the Psalms that talk about the Savior, Jesus, coming to earth to rescue us. And uh, my prayer is that we, as we enter into this Advent season, as we enter into the season of preparing our hearts for the for the coming of the Savior, of Jesus Christ, I pray that knowing that will calm all your fears. So I want to pray for you today. And I, I pray that I encourage you today. I know I needed to hear those words today and I'm so thankful for Christ and how he calms all our fears. So I want to pray for you today and just ask God to go with you. And um, if, uh, if you're struggling with fear or the future, um, that God would calm you uh, with his grace, mercy, and his peace today. So let me pray for you. Father God, I, I want to thank you for the peace that you give us in your son, Christ Jesus, that Jesus, you came to this world and you conquered the enemy through your work on the cross and through the power of your resurrection, we can know that even though we die, we live, that you are the resurrection and the life. And no matter what may happen in this world, we ultimately gain Jesus, who conquered this world for us. And that our hearts don't have to be troubled, because Jesus, you overcame this world. Those are the words that you gave to your disciples. Those are the words you give to us today. So I pray for anyone that's struggling with just fear today or 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 insecurity. Lord, I pray that you would fill them with your hope, with your security. And so we thank you, Jesus, for conquering this world for us. So we thank you for your love and your goodness and for your word here today, God. We want to be careful to ask all these things in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And and I I need you to say amen. I, I only got the squirrel saying amen to me in the back here in my backyard. (laughs) So I just need you to hear a big amen from the church today. Uh, uh, Looking forward to being with you uh, next week. And just want to let you know we love you. And uh, I miss everybody. I miss you guys. And if you need any prayer, prayer requests, please don't hesitate to go to our website and go into our prayer tab and uh, we would love to pray for any needs that you might have. So uh, we love you, and uh, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next week.